On today's episode of the Wandering Buffalo podcast, Justin and I are going to talk about the draft implications, uh, since, you know, it is just right around the corner, and about how the Bills in New York State, Erie County, have reached a final stadium deal. You're now listening to the Wandering Buffalo podcast with your hosts, Andrew Chang and Justin Godwin. Welcome in, everybody, and thanks for joining us on another episode of the Wandering Buffalo Podcast, a show here on the Buffalo Fan Base Network. He's Gods 22 and I'm Two Changs. You can find us on most social media and podcasting platforms, in this show, of course, on YouTube by searching up the Wandering Buffalo Podcast. Justin, how are you doing? Um, I'm good today. I'm getting uh, a little antsy. we got a couple weeks two, three weeks until uh, draft day. Uh, mm-hmm. You've known me for quite some time. You know how I am about draft day. It's, it's my Christmas, so uh, mm. pins and needles, getting excited for that. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. You know, it's just things have been – things have slowed down. The news has slowed down. So I definitely want to preface this episode by saying, you know, it's, it's the 5th of April, so – who knows what's going to happen between now and when this podcast drops. So if something does happen, full disclosure, it's the 5th of April. We just don't know about it at the time of recording. So if something pops up, I'm sure we'll try to like pop something out for you, as we always do. But news has kind of come to a slow halt. But let's start with you know just talking about the draft in general. We'll flush our thoughts out where we think the Bills should take their first round pick. It won't really take it too much farther uh, beyond that just because we're not draft experts, okay? I, 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 we get, we have to make that so abundantly clear sometimes, right? People and one, one thing you need to understand is that mock drafts are like thought exercises. We're trying to be predictive, but at the same time, it's a prediction. It's kind of like you're trying to guess the NCAA bracket. Go UConn, by the way, congrats. Um, you 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 don't really know what's going to happen, but you can try to imagine what's going to happen here. Uh, does that make sense, Justin? Yeah, I I agree with that 100%. It's, I mean, for me, they're a lot of fun to do and mm-hmm. like play with different scenarios and, you know, oh, if I mortgage three years of picks, like what can I do? Like they're fun to play around with. They're also like, grossly unrealistic some of like the best draft people i follow if they get like 30 to 40 Mm percent of the picks right in the first round like that's a big win um so like all this you know prediction and prognostication we want to try to do we're also drafting at the tail end of the first round um so like a good problem by the way yeah it there's so many crazy scenarios that can play out before we're picking we're not even on draft day trades yet um all that Mm -hmm. so it's just a fun exercise to play with and um just start looking at some names of of people and start thinking about you know what they might look like with the team and how much fun it would be right and the hardest part about mock drafts is that you're trying to be predictive about fit yeah you can see you can do all these mock drafts and then there's names and you're just trying to be like all right position 
position, position. And that's where I really want to start off with this conversation with you is that what positions right now, Justin, are you for sure 100% confident that the Bills are not taking at number 27 that make absolutely no sense? And I'm not talking about trades up or trades down. Just right now, stand pat, we're at 27. What positions are we for sure not taking? Uh, so there's not there's not a ton that I would rule out at 27. Mm. Um, and it, it's largely due to the way Bean likes to construct his roster so in the offseason. I'm getting there. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot to do with Come how on, Bean be builds his roster. Um, so Bean likes to go into the draft and, and fill his holes. Um, so there's not a ton of glaring needs. Um, positions that I, I don't anticipate seeing. Um, I wouldn't anticipate seeing quarterback. Um, easy uh, one off the board. Copycat. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't anticipate seeing like any sort of weak side linebacker. I think you have that covered with Milano. I think um, Terrell Bernard, as much as they say he could be competing for the mic spot, I, I think he's more of a Milano backup. Mm. Um Beyond that, I mean, I, I'll throw running back into the mix, but there's just a ton of mock drafts out there that have Bijan going to the Bills Ooh. at 27. Now we're, we're let's take a let's take a minute there to like, you know, really flush out that thought. So Bijan Robinson is like Brees Hall situation 2.0. <laughs> right? Everyone was like, hey, the Bills are in love with Brees Hall. They're going to take him. And then what happened? They didn't end up taking him. The year before that, I believe, was Travis Etienne, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone's saying the Bills are in love with Travis Etienne. And the Bills didn't end up taking him. Now, granted, they, I believe Brees Hall came off the board after the Bills picked but Travis Etienne came off the board before they picked in their respective drafts. But it's very interesting to me that running back has been linked to the Bills so much, considering that the makeup of this running back room is pretty diverse, and I, especially with the uh, addition of Damian Harris. I, I really, really like that pickup. I just can't imagine them tossing another running back into the mix. But Bijan Robinson apparently is that guy. He's like Saquon esque. Do you do you really just kinda like put throw that throw a wrench into that, you know, situation, trying to figure out what you do with the running backs? Is that worth it? Or is there a need, in your opinion, that really just makes it like painfully obvious that you just have to pass on a talent like Bijan Robinson because the hole on your team at this specific position is that important. Um so I have a couple different ideas on this and I'll start by saying like adding Damian Harris, reworking Naheem's Naheem Hines deal um, like all all the stuff we did to the running back room this year and even drafting um, Cook in the second round last year, I think if there's 
a talent on the board such as Bijan Robinson, uh, who's being toted as you know, I've heard him compared to the best running back prospect since Adrian Peterson. Um, mm. I think the moves that you've made this offseason, if if you had any concern about um, the running back room, I don't think it would preclude the Bills from you know having to make a subsequent move to to carry on from that. Um, most importantly. If we're talking about a guy that's getting toted as, you know, this like generational type player, I don't think there's a chance that he sniffs 27. Um, so I'm not really all that concerned about it being a possibility of him getting there. But but with this thought exercise, let's pretend that he is there. But with this thought exercise, we have uh, a general manager in Brandon Bean who did draft Christian McCaffrey and... When Bean talks about Christian McCaffrey now, he described that draft pick of McCaffrey as a sleep good at night pick. Mm. So all that to say, if Bijan Robinson is on the board at 27, I would 100% be convinced that Bean would make that move. And honestly, I'm, I'm not here for drafting a running back in the first round. I like the room that we have, but... If that move were to happen, you know, you know how you start, you know, watching more and more of the players that get the Bills pick in. up. Yeah, I'm gonna have a hard time not being really psyched about that pick if it if it does end up happening. Um, mm. After I get rid of my initial feelings, <laughs> right? Okay. So, Bijan Robinson's on the board, and now I'm we're we're talking about some a situation. I'm gonna throw another wrench into this hypothetical world let's say wide receiver jackson smith and jigma is that how you pronounce his name i'm so sorry if i miss in jigba in jigba let's say he's there in addition to Bijan robinson which what are you doing is like is the prospect so good and is the best overall player probably in the draft at that point, Bijan Robinson still overpowering the need and the talent, which ultimately isn't as quote unquote star like as compared to a Bijan Robinson, but it's still pretty damn good. Does that outweigh getting a Jackson Smith and Jigba? Like, are you still picking? Bijan Robinson because of who he is and what he is and what he could be as opposed to getting a wide receiver that won't probably be well you know he'd probably be really good but he's not touted as generational generational talent at the position like a Bijan Robinson is to running back so 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 for this exercise are are we putting this in a vacuum like there's there's no right ta- like we're not talking any other positions just, just those these two, two players just these okay. two are on the board okay so for for me um i i would be taking in i would be taking the wide receiver position here i don't want to keep butchering names <laughs> yeah you want you know, uh, we're so good at that <laughs> so so for me is you want to be predictive and i'll tell you one thing we'll, we're real good at that yeah, we'll mess those year up. Year after year. Um, for me, the wide receiver position, all the things we said, Bijan could be great. 
Um, but I do like the running back room that we have put together right now. Mm-hmm. And if I'm looking at at the method of building this team right now, like we have an absolute stud in Stefan Diggs. Um, he's getting a little bit older. We do have to at some point address cro- it. Cross the bridge of thinking about life after Diggs. Um, we have Gabe Davis. Um, I think he gets a little bit more criticism than he deserves. I do think some of the criticism is deserved. Um, but we're in a situation where if he, if he does take the step up that everybody wants, he might price himself out of Buffalo with the cap situations we have. Yeah, then um, what do you do? So so you're either talking about you know giving him something like $15 million a year or you have to move 15, on. 16, 17, yeah. Whether whether he's good or bad, you might have to move on from him. And then we have made some uh, moves this offseason. Um, Deontay Hardy, Trent Sherfield. Um, you have bodies in the room. Uh, but for me, looking at the, the free agent market of receivers, the way it keeps going up, and you know these top-named receivers getting $20 million, you have to take that receiver in the first round you get the cost control for the four years, you get the fifth year option, and you're talking five, six years down the line until you actually have to give this guy the second contract. And I yeah. think there's just significantly more value there than the running back position. Okay, because I'm such a bad mechanic, I've thrown another wrench into the situation. So many wrenches. I know, I know. And linebacker is the number one linebacker is on the board. And I don't know why I'm just blanking so hard on his name right now from Iowa. Jack Um, Campbell. Jack Campbell. Thank you. Thank you. He's on the board. So best person, best linebacker in the draft, best fit for the Bills, in my personal opinion, at linebacker for the draft. And by far, probably top need, which is debatable amongst some people, but I think it's the biggest need on this team he's there what what are you doing now you have all three of those players there what what do you do because now it like we're in different buckets right the need with Bijan robinson is like super low wide receiver it's medium linebacker it's super high but the prospect talent drops off every single like you know what i'm saying it's like it's like a x on a graph like what are we doing like what are, what are you doing right there yeah so with this situation i mean i'm gonna agree i think the most glaring hole and and i'd be hard pressed to have somebody convince me otherwise is the middle linebacker position um for me, if we're if we're putting it in, so really we're doing the bucket of Jackson Smith and Jigba and Jack Campbell now. If I have the opportunity, oh Bijan Robinson is just off the board well, for you. I I already took Jackson Smith and Jigba over Bijan, so he's out. Pro- yeah, um, yeah, okay. If you're so, going to follow that line of thinking, that makes a lot of sense. Right. I I have to narrow this down for myself, or I'm going to talk myself and <laughs> back right. out of my last decision. Um. So if I have these two sitting there, um, for me personally, like I said, that middle linebacker is the biggest hole. Um, But I also am looking at this a couple different ways. I think Jackson Smith and Jigba has the potential to to get to be that superstar 
um, wide receiver in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I've been saying this for a while. It's even more so with Sean McDermott taking over the defense, doing the defensive play calling. There's been so much investment on the defensive side of the ball um, when you're looking at you know, defensive ends in the first round, second round, um, going back cornerbacks, linebackers. There's been so much draft capital that's gone to the defense, and yet we've had this this great top five defense. Um, Sean McDermott's taking over the controls, and he's made his bread and butter being a defensive mastermind. For me in that situation, I'm letting him be play a little left-handed, and he doesn't have the superstar linebacker that he's hoping for. Uh, I'm supporting my quarterback. I'm supporting the offense. And Mm. when we look at a game like, you know, two years ago against the Chiefs, even this last year against the Bengals, uh, the the shootout with the Chiefs stands out to me more because we had Tremaine. We had a top five defense, and there's only so much you are doing to slow down the Chiefs anyways. So give me one more weapon to let my offense score one more touchdown. Support Josh. Getting some extra help. Interesting. I... It sounds like you're more in the camp of that equilibrium. So on the last episode, I I really mentioned like that marriage of need and value. And you don't want to overreach on the need, and you definitely don't want to overreach on the value part. So, Correct. So it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, on the next half of this episode, I'm going to probe Justin's – pick Justin's mind about – what else could possibly go on with this draft and what positions, maybe a sneaky position that us fans should look out for. But before we got to do that, or before we get to that, we got to take a quick break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Dick DeGroat, Bill's dad. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Wander Buffalo Podcast. He's Jay Gods. I'm Two Changs. Thanks for sticking around. Let's wrap up this episode, Justin, by talking about maybe a sneaky position that us Bills fans aren't necessarily aware of that could be the first round target for the Buffalo Bills. Now, we already talked about running back, linebacker, and wide receiver. And I think all those picks could potentially happen. And I mentioned on the last episode that maybe the defensive line could be an investment as well, considering that we don't have a defensive tackle signed after next year. And, you know, after next year, the defensive end room besides Von Miller and who else? Boogie and why am I blanking? Groot. That's pretty much it. So those are big needs trying to be like if you're trying to look down the road but i'm going to challenge you what position that i didn't mention just now again defensive line linebacker wide receiver and running back do you think could be a really sneaky pick and if the the bills do end up going with that that position how pissed off are you going to be as a fan uh so i'll I'll start with my reaction. I I wouldn't be pissed off at this, but it wouldn't be the most fun uh, round one pick. Okay, let me Uh, me change that second bar. How pissed off is the fan base? (laughs) 
Um, I think I think this would be like a fifty-fifty one. Um, also, like the Josh Allen pick. Yeah, like most picks, we get very we get very emotional in one direction or the other. There's no <laughs> there's no in between. Um, my sneaky pick in the first round would be right tackle, and I th- uh, I think this would be I guess Pandora's box. Yeah, I guess this would just be tackle pick. We don't have to say right tackle. No, um, it it would be right tackle. Right. Um. <laughs> so I I think there's a ton of reasons that this makes sense. Um, there's a believer in me of Spencer Brown. I think it would kind of fall into that that sneaky surprise bucket because all of, all of the message coming out of One Bills Drive is, is very supportive, very hopeful for Spencer Brown, right? Um, there's really no denying that he's struggled. He's had his ups and downs. Um, but to me, this is very similar to the Dawson Knox situation or as, you know, COVID year in there, you know, didn't have a college season, missed a training camp last year because of a back surgery. Um, so this would be like the big year three jump year, um, mm-hmm. regular off season, kind of no excuses. Um, now I'm very cautious with that because it, it starts to feel like, you know, we're anticipating that third year jump from all these, you know, freak athletes that year three, they're, year they're, three. <laughs> yeah, they're betting on traits and it, it almost starts to feel like to me like every year this time of year we see the draft cycle and and this year it's uh, i'm gonna say will Le- will levis kind of anthony richardson of just these really raw toolsy quarterbacks that they're like oh, this could be the next josh allen and and we keep hearing that right um and josh allen was supposedly gonna be the next carson wentz correct and <laughs> or cam newton I think it's so hard to make the one-for-one comparisons, and I I do see a path where Spencer Brown could take a big leap this year, and if he can put together all those tools he has and and solidify that game, he could be a starting caliber to very good right tackle. Um, Mm -hmm. For me, the most important thing to keep this team moving forward is keeping Josh Allen upright, keeping him clean, um, helping in the run game to to kind of give that balance and to me if you're if you're taking a tackle at 27 to compete with him um, the worst case scenario here is Spencer Brown keeps the job and that means that he's playing better mm-hmm. um, or you know this guy takes over you have a high level swing tackle um, you have maybe some trade bait to me it would be not a super fun pick you know, the draft is really fun when you're drafting the sexy positions. Um, but the Bills also haven't made a ton of investments um, as far as like high draft capital on the offensive line. So I couldn't be too mad about, about it. We, we took Cody Ford a while back. <laughs> He's a tackle, right? Tackle, guard. Yeah, uh, tackle, guard, right, left, center, something. All right, you're gone. You're gone. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so if if the Bills ended up taking a right tackle, I I don't know how I'd feel about it. Ask me at ask me about it after who it is, you right. know. And it like I like I prefaced at the beginning of this episode, it's hard to be predictive, and it's I mean, how many draft picks has Brandon Bean made where I've been like I don't really understand that. 
And I also don't understand a lot of the 31 other GMs picks at the time. I'm like, I don't really get that. I don't really get that. Well, you know, that's because we're not a general manager of an NFL franchise. So as much as this is played out, this saying is just trust the process. <laughs> trust the process. <laughs> because that's all you can do. You can you can be angry with it, but at the end of the day, it, it happened. So you might as well just roll with it and just keep keep living <laughs> you know you know it's funny about you saying that i i know this this was probably like 30 40 episodes ago or something you were you were kind of teasing that mantra uh about like how it's just like this blind faith and i i found when i really think about it that i only ever say trust the process when it's a move that like i completely don't agree with or like i i don't see the logic of i'm like well i guess i'm, I'm gonna trust the process on this, on you, this one. you know you know that meme that has the guy crying but on the other side he's like wearing a mask and on the other side of the mask it's smiling but behind the mask it's a guy that's crying yeah like that, <laughs> trust, trust, trust the process. The process. <laughs> yeah that would be me if like so if they took a position that i have like i don't know like if they took like a punter or something, which would never fucking happen. <laughs> but it, it, I would be like, oh my god, <laughs> first round running back that's not Bijan. <laughs> I trust the process. Yeah, I, just, I, w- I think I, it's it would sound like I'm constipated. Just like <laughs> it, it would be, it would be something. This week on the Wandering Buffalo podcast, we trust the process. <laughs> yeah. Just like we did so many times before, before like this regime came in, and uh, you know we we poke fun at the trust the process thing, but this regime has done nothing but prove to us that we should give them a little bit of leeway. So I'm willing to, you know, trust the process. I I really don't know how else to say it besides that. So it, it is what it is. <laughs> All right, let's uh, wrap up this episode by talking about how the Bills, New York State, Erie County reached a uh, final stadium deal. And I'm paraphrasing this from an article from Buffalo Rumblings because, I mean, I, they just do great work. Specifically, I believe John Boccasino did this one. And I'll just kind of read it word for word, but paraphrase it. But it's been over a year and a uh, deal was reached by the bills erie county and the state the full agreement which is basically it's like a 30-year lease to keep the bills in orchard park which is sweet uh, was released to the public and everything was filed with erie county on tuesday so now erie county has about 30 days to review everything and whether or not to sign off on the 1.54 million dollar project uh, last steps of the stadium that's pretty much it before like we we start making this happen so big big news in terms of development renderings were made and you know i it's just it's just wild that this is actually going to happen and the bills will have a new st- like updated stadium and a co-worker of mine and i'm just going to put the side story in real quick is that I I noticed that or he what he said he he went to California and he said like oh I went to SoFi Stadium and I was like oh my god 
it's so beautiful. And he is British, so I'm trying to give him my British accent. He's like, it's so Spot beautiful. On. Like, like Jesus, it just looks so good. And, and the canopy, and, I, and I, I don't even know why I made this, like, like a simile. But I was just like, yeah, you know, it's kind of like the stadium's kind of like a toilet. And then the canopy's kind of like the lid to the toilet. And we paused. And he just laughed. He was like, "Yeah, if you think about it like that, it's just one big, one big like John." Like, <laughs> and he's like, "Why, why, why don't the Bills have like a canopy? Why aren't they doing anything like that?" And I just kind of gave him the quick answer of like home field advantage. Like, it's yeah, sure. home field advantage. You you want them to play? You want them to say, "Crap, we got to go to Buffalo to play." Not like, oh, we got to go to Buffalo to play. This is gonna be nice, you know. We relax and chill. Like, no, we. This is Western New York football. It snows. The weather sucks. Deal with it. Get snowballs pegged at you. We have to deal with it. You have to deal with it. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, Justin, how, what? How you feel about this? I just kind of sieved out my thoughts. Sorry, I I was gonna give you that opportunity, but I I just right, went on my British accent kind of thing. And if you, if you happen to see this coworker, I'm I'm sorry. That was that. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, man, give up your day job and start just doing impressions because that was mm, spot on. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I I I honestly I don't have tons of thoughts on the stadium. Um, my main thought is like, yeah, this this is another great step. Um, I I need to see the final pen go to paper and in the breaking ground. We we've had too many of those last minute bills heartbreaks in in our lifetime. I don't need this to be one of them. I don't think it's gonna go that way, but I'm, I'm ready to you know get to that point. And then my only other prevailing thought on the stadium is you know I've seen the renderings. Mm-hmm. I see people like, oh, it's so ugly. It should have a dome. It should have that, blah, 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 blah. I, I personally don't care about any of that. The mm-hmm. The main thing of what you said, pretty much the only thing that I take from this is uh, a 30-year lease, which would keep the Buffalo Bills in Western New York through like 2055. 30-year fixed mortgage. <laughs> yeah, that that's – I mean, you could – plate the whole thing in reflective glass mirrors i i don't personally care what the stadium looks like i want to see the bills on the field in buffalo i think it's great for the buffalo community i think if you ever took the bills out of buffalo it, it would be a detriment to the nfl um, oh my god it's such a passionate fan base in new york like yeah all that so uh you could you could build the exact same stadium we have, but make it all structurally sound, and and I would be satisfied with that if you told me that we had another thirty years. I don't need a shopping mall and pools and all all that extra stuff. Yeah, Just, I don't. I don't need Jerry World. I I yeah. need like I need shorter lines to the bathroom and to to beer and food, and that's pretty much it. Maybe we bring back troughs. I like the troughs. <laughs> yeah, you know. That awkward side eye you have to conversation you have with that person to your left and or right because you could have both. They could all be having a conversation, and next thing you know, you catch someone's eyes drifting low, and you're like, "What's up, dude?" Like, <laughs> listen, the trough was efficient and got the job done for me. Yeah, they'll mm. never come back. 
Yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah. Lawless Last time I times. saw a trough was like actually uh, Mr. Goodbar on Elmwood, and I was just like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, <laughs> Then somebody walked up next to you. <laughs> yeah, and there was the whole trough, and like, you know, just like, why Why did you pick the one right next to me? It's like, yep. For real, dude? Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I, would, I would get it. I guess if it was like urinal split up and there was a kitty urinal and the kid walked all the way to the kid one, but you're not a kid. You're a grown ass man. <laughs> Use the space provided. Yeah. Re- read the room, man. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. He's Jay Gods. I'm two Changs. You can find this episode and many more uh, episodes on the Buffalo fan base network. We were always pushing out great content. Uh, Jacob, our executive producer, just dropped our website. So if you haven't done so, please check that out. We got some good stuff coming there, some good merch, obviously. Um, Justin, you want to say anything to the fans before we take off? Yeah, that's about it. Check out the website. Um, Jake, in particular, has been working really hard on this, uh, mm-hmm. thewanderingbuff.com. Uh, there's merch available. There's um, some articles that we've written up. Um, there's going to be more coming to it. It's going to keep growing, but this is the first look at it. We just dropped it uh, about a day and a half, two days ago. So right. if you made it this far in the episode, check out the website. We'd appreciate it. Yeah, and like I said, uh, we have other content creators over at the Buffalo Fan Base Network, so definitely check them out. I love all those guys over there. Um, so please do that. Like, comment, subscribe, review our podcast and the network, of course. Obviously, that would be huge as well. Thank you for listening. And as always, go Go Bills. Bills.